It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. From the Evening Standard in London, I'm David Marsland, and this is The Leader. Now, I believe in freedom of speech. I believe in the right to uh, be allowed to have an opinion. For someone who's been getting up at the crack of dawn for five years, Piers Morgan didn't get much of a lie-in from his first day no longer as a GMB host. He was outside his own house responding to reporters this morning after leaving the show so dramatically and insisting the decision was his. So uh, if I have to fall on my sword for expressing an honestly held opinion about Meghan Markle and that diatribe of bilge that she came out with in that interview, so be it. Your decision to leave ITV, what did you ask? Yeah, yeah, no, it's all very amicable. I had a good chat with ITV and um, we agreed to disagree. ITV's backed up that version of events, but it's emerged Megan did make a complaint about Piers Morgan, claiming she'd lied about suicidal thoughts in that interview with Oprah. The Duchess is reported to have told ITV's CEO that she was concerned about how Morgan's comments may affect the issue of mental health generally and those attempting to deal with their own problems. The Evening Standard's Jonathan Prynne is here. Jonathan, did Meghan's complaint have any influence on Piers falling on his sword, in his words? I'm sure that's something that the top brass of ICV had to take into account. I mean, she was one of 41,000 people who put in complaints about his comments, sort of focused around him not believing her claims about... Um, her mental health and how that was affected by her time as a member of the royal family. So I think when you've got you've got forty one thousand complaints, including the person at the centre of all this, plus the fact you had you know credible charities such as Mind expressing their real concern, and then just to cap it all, a, a huge and I think to my mind unprecedented bust up with his own colleague on live TV, which resulted in him storming off the set i think if you put all this together uh it it did put itv in a very very difficult position which of those factors was the the straw that broke the the camel's back it's difficult to say but i i I think carolyn mccall and um the other senior executives at itv were were put in a, a really difficult position where I guess they probably asked him, we don't know this, but they probably asked him to go on air with some sort of public um, apology or admission of, uh, not guilt exactly, but you know, admit, admitting that he, he spoke wrongly. Um, 
but he clearly was not prepared to do that. And I guess, um, you know, the parting of the ways was probably inevitable from that point. No, he's been outside his house today, quoting Winston Churchill and saying it's all a freedom of speech thing. Now, we know that might be popular with places like these new TV channels that are coming up. So I don't think we're going to be seeing the last of Piers Morgan, are we? No, not at all. I mean, he, he's, you know, he, he's, he's a highly bankable, highly talented presenter who... You know, whatever you think of his personal views, he's got uh, he's got real caliber and and clout as a as a, as an interviewer. Um, he's absolutely certain that he will crop up again soon, possibly on one of the the new channels um, that are that are being put together as we speak. Uh, he he won't be able to work for long, that's for sure. I think the only question is how much was already in the system when when this all came to a head and uh, he lost his job with Good Morning Britain. So that's one definite impact of this interview that Meghan and Harry gave to Oprah, which now went out in the US on Sunday. So it's been rolling on for a few days now. What's happening with Buckingham Palace itself though is there any impact there what's kind of the next move for the palace i think the next move for the palace they've done their public thing which was terse and brief but sort of covered all the bases quite quite cleverly worded i think i think that gives them a little bit of wiggle room now to try and build bridges uh try and dampen all this down um try and build some sort of uh, new relationship with the Sussexes. Uh, I, I think they're quite right that you know this can't be done in public. It has to be done in private. Otherwise, it becomes even more of a circus than it is already. And what seems to be emerging is absolutely clear generational divide uh, between you know maybe sort of somewhere around the fifty mark or maybe for, maybe slightly younger. The younger people definitely overwhelmingly sympathise with the Sussexes. And older people overwhelmingly sympathise with the Queen and, and the royal establishment. Um, and and that's, that's fine in the short term. But in the long run, that has to be an enormous worry, I would have thought, for people who are supporters of the institution of, of monarchy and the crown. Uh, because these are obviously the future voters. And we've now seen twice in a generation young women brought into the family who, who have left in in really really difficult circumstances that do not reflect well on the royal family and i i, I think there's that has to be addressed and that has to be addressed behind scenes and i think they have to get harry and Meghan back on board in some form because otherwise the, the collateral damage from this is 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 really very very profound i think well you can see that in in comments made by people like malcolm turnbull who's the former prime minister for australia who says it's another reason for the country to sever its constitutional ties to the british monarchy i mean we're talking about when we're talking about high stakes we're talking very high stakes here aren't we we're talking about very very high stakes i mean the monarchy and the crown has been at the center of the british system of governance in various forms for a thousand years it's quite hard to imagine how the system was would work without it and i think that's sort of almost been one of the reasons why the monarchy has endured it's just almost too much bother to recast our our constitution our system of government uh in a, in a post monarchical world but i do think we that that those sorts of questions will be asked 
more frequently, particularly by younger people, uh, unless these sorts of problems can be sorted out. And I, I mean, it, it does seem very, very sad um, and very, very damaging that Harry and Meghan, whatever their faults, um, and, you know, lots of people think they are sport and entitled and, and all the rest of it, but whatever their faults, there's no doubt they had enormous pulling power for the younger generation in terms of um, recasting the monarchy brand for the next generation. They were that, that, there was huge potential there, and that that now looks like it's been thrown away in the most spectacular and self-harming way. And so I, I think, and I, I'm sure. You know the crowd, the, the the royal family, and the and Buckingham Palace are, are well aware of this, and they will want to create some sort of reconciliation with Harry and Meghan just to take some of the poison out of this situation. Yeah, I mean they were. I think it's undoubted that they were the biggest stars that the royal family had until they the, until they left. And I'm wondering what Harry and Meghan themselves are doing right now because as soon as that interview aired they've vanished we haven't heard from them at all i wonder wonder how they're feeling about what's going on i wonder what they're going to do next well they had they had sort of briefed that um you know this would be their full and final say on the situation but uh, you know i i don't think it's that easy for them just to sort of come out with this absolute barrage of complaints and accusations and allegations and then expect to be able to never be asked about it or never speak about it again I, I think that's impossible i mean they they obviously they have lots of commercial commitments now that they will need to fulfill but they you know they are they've made it very clear that they intend to carry on a life of service public service just you know outside the 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 confines of the royal family structure and you know that will involve them having ongoing contact with the media um if nothing else you know to publicize the work they're doing so that I think you know they they will now they will carry on being asked questions about the things that they claimed for the absolute foreseeable future. I think that's the rod they've created for their own back. You cannot turn on and switch off in that nice um, convenient way that they had hoped for. And that's The Leader. There's more from Jonathan at standard.co.uk. And you can also read Michael Howey's piece on reaction across the Commonwealth as this story reverberates around the world. This podcast is back tomorrow at 4pm. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening.